this podcast might have bad words because my daddy says words like s*** and other bad words too much. Listener description is advice. Welcome to the Detox Podcast, a podcast for dads where dads talk about life, kids, and stuff. We are your hosts. Galan. Joe. And I am John. And guys, today we had a really cool Skype interview with one of your friends, Joe. Yes. Uh, This is retired MLS and U.S. men's national team star, Clarence Goodson. Yes, that is correct. He he was on. He plays... He plays the old soccer, as yep. we say in he, the he, states. Here. He kicks that that circular ball around the field, every or now and or as everywhere else in the world calls it football. This is correct, football. but not us because, because you football to us feet. is a bunch of dudes in big pads beating the crap getting, out of each other, getting paid millions of dollars and kneeling for the national anthem. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, we'll just edit that out. <laughs> Uh, no, after, won't. yeah, yeah. So, anyways, uh, I hope you enjoy our, our conversation with Clarence. We had, uh, we did, and he he had some really cool things to just sort of say about how he he treats his kids. I think how he approaches. Yeah, and it was it was cool not to hijack what you were saying, no, but no. it was it was cool to hear him talk about how he approached parenthood being a professional athlete. I think that's something that a lot of people maybe wonder, and I think it's probably different person to person, like every parenting journey is, but it was interesting to hear his perspective. Yeah, and I think also, you know, one of the things, obviously, we're always interested about anytime we talk to someone that has an, an, a profession that's interesting to us mm-hmm. or whatever, we want to be like, oh, what's it like being a dad with that profession? Yeah, <laughs> you know, definitely. and I, I, like, I, I don't know. Like, obviously, our guests in the past have been like, well, I mean, there, there are specific considerations, I guess, for whatever your job is. Right. <laughs> but, but it's yeah. always it's always kind of the same thing. They're like, yeah, you still got to be a dad. Right. But anyways, that's not that's not really what Clarence said. So you should listen <laughs> yeah, and yeah. check it out. Yeah. Spoilers. No. <laughs> um, but anyways, after, after that, we'll be back for uh, our regular Dad talk seg- or dad joke segment of the week. I don't know. What are we doing? Who am I? The dad joke I? of the week. Well, guys, I hope you uh, give this interview a listen and enjoy our conversation with Clarence Goodson as much as we did. And we'll be right back with Clarence. All right, Clarence, uh, thanks for being on the show today. We really appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, definitely. So first thing we want to start you out with is a question that we like to ask all of our dads, kind of a, a little bit of a softball question, but uh, what do you think makes a good dad? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, softball, I don't know about yeah. that. Man. That's very yeah, it's a little bit of a joke. <laughs> broad uh, question. Yeah. I think, I think um, spending time with your children, spending quality time with them. Uh, as much as you possibly can, goes a long ways to being a good dad. Definitely. What was the? Uh, so I know you got two kids. You've got Eloise and Clarence gets in the fifth. Is there a nickname that you guys give him? He's Clarence. Um, I've been going by Clarence or Clay for many years. So most of the people here where where I'm living now, West Coast, call me Clay. 
So Clarence works a little bit. <laughs> that works. And then uh, little Eloise, we like to call her, uh, she's nicknamed Wheezy, of all things. <laughs> so she likes Wheezy. So, so your son being the fifth, did you feel, did you feel pressured to, to name your son that, or like it had been pre-decided for you, or were you totally on board? No, for me, as long as I can remember, I always wanted to uh, have a son, if possible, and wanted to name him Clarence. So there was never any pressure. And in fact, I would say the opposite was almost true. My my mother and father kind of went out of their way to tell me, like, hey, it's no pressure at all. Name your if you have a, a son, name him whatever you want. So, um, but I, I I do know when we. We did have a son, and I said, yeah, you know, he's going to be Clarence. Both my mom and my dad were, were very pleased <laughs> That's uh, awesome. to hear that. Yeah, right on. Yeah, definitely. I'm actually a, a second, uh, and when my wife and I talked about having kids, we actually talked about the same, like, naming, if we had a son, naming him after me and my father. And we didn't. We, uh, we had a daughter, but in case this is my dad's only grandchild for me, we still kind of followed it in name so it's uh she he has the same she has the same initials and the same uh you know like uh, my first name is eddie and her name her name is ellie instead of eleanor because i'm not an edward so it's like we i, I definitely understand wanting to honor kind of like and, and my wife's family has that same thing so i definitely understand that yeah absolutely no definitely you see that a lot for sure and uh my our daughter um her my her uh She's named after Louise, so we're with Eloise, but Louise is a middle name of a grandmother That's on my nice. wife's side. So I think there's always, you know, you try to keep those traditions and those names right. alive if you can. Definitely. <clears throat> now, I wanted to speak a little bit, um, you know, speaking from experience, co-parenting is something that is a very difficult job to do when you're not a, when you're not a professional athlete. So speaking... Yeah, from your perspective, what what was that? What does that kind of look like? Kind of walk us through what a typical season would look like for you and your wife, with you traveling, and then you know I know you were home for the off season, except for when you were with the U.S. national team. Talk about like kind of I know in 2013, you know you had your daughter and you were with the squad with the Gold Cup. So kind of talk us through what a typical season would look like with you and your wife and your children. Yeah, well, there's a lot of being gone, um, like you. Like you touched on there, you know, you have a preseason that takes place in, in January. If you're doing it with the national team, you're gone for three-plus weeks of, of January, uh, just gone, straight up gone. And then you, you, when you stop that, you have a game or two with the national team and you go straight into preseason that's already begun um, with your club team, whoever that is in the world. So, you know, preseason could be a month and a half just – kind of gone depending upon where you are in the world and you know if you can train in your home environment or you need to go to you know like the MLS teams do to uh, Arizona or Florida uh, so that those are always really really difficult uh, time periods for for both of us um, of course my wife being at home with the children was always very challenging not getting not getting any added help you know she we lived uh, my whole career away from family we were never in the same city as a any family members so uh, there was a lot of certainly pressures on her and didn't have a second set of hands to help out and so you know she would she did a great job she did a wonderful job with all that and she continues to be an excellent mom but that was very difficult for for her and 
and also for me, you know, not, not right. being able to help out and the pressures that, uh, you know, being a professional athlete include, you know, it's, it was very difficult. And, but certainly when the season would start, uh, it was back to a little bit more normal routine. Uh, but still there was, there's a lot of times where I come home exhausted and, you know, it's, it's a little bit different than maybe working a nine to five job where you're tired, but the next day you don't have to physically run around. You're not going to be judged on you know, making tackles, scoring goals, you know, not giving up goals, whatever the case may be. So um, certainly there was a lot of uh, difficult times for, for my wife and, uh, you know, having to carry an extra load when, when I would even be home, you know, based on yeah. my job. Were there uh, any of those first moments that uh, you, were, you were able to be there for, like the first steps or um, first words or anything like that? Yeah, I was I was fortunate enough to be there uh, for all that's of those awesome. things. So, <laughs> it was great for your kids to cooperate with your schedule in order to, <laughs> to have those moments with you there. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah, no, actually, you know, there was my, my daughter's first step was in Washington, D.C. I was with the national team, uh, but my – my family were from uh, Virginia, Northern Virginia, so right outside of Washington, D.C. So when we had a game there, my wife traveled uh, and stayed with my family. And my wife would travel as she could with, with uh, our children, but um, at this point it was just our daughter. And after the game that, that evening, a lot of my friends from the area got together, and uh, we, were, we were hanging out together, and my daughter just decided she was going to walk to that. <laughs> So that was a really, really special moment for sure. I wanted to talk about, so you know, you you have two kids, and I know you were excited to have both a daughter and a son. With your kind of experience in growing up playing sports and being very focused on that and then leading a professional life, has that left you, what's your perspective on raising children in that environment? I know we've talked to a lot of different parents that have kind of said, you know, I wouldn't really necessarily want my kids to follow after me, but I'd support them if they did. And so we just kind of wanted to get your take on that. Well, I want them to do whatever they would like to do. I want them to do whatever activities that is. And I'll be the biggest cheerleader and support that I can be. Um, you know, my daughter isn't really interested in soccer. She's more into gymnastics and um, right. ballet, dance, things like that. And so, right. so then I'm into that. That's great wonderful and we we enjoy that and we um we want her to do that as much as she would like to uh my son he, he loves soccer he would you know he's he's <laughs> not even three yet um so but we play together in the backyard and, and i think organized team that's going to be coming up probably next year um but for me I, I want them to have a lot of experiences i think that team sports are very good thing I think you know you learn a lot in, in that environment I, I certainly did you know it taught me so much about life um, you know everything from you know sharing um, working out differences when 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 you fail how do you react about that when others fail how do you pick them up uh, I mean it, it taught me loads and I think that you know those are good experiences for for young ones um, so for me, I'll, I'll support whatever they want to, to be involved in. And if they want to play soccer, that's great. But I'm not, I'm not the person that is going to say, this is what we got to do. And, and this is exactly what you're going to do. And, and 
be hovering over top of them. I, I will support them, and I want them, if they choose to do something, to give everything they have towards that. I don't want them to say, okay, I want to try this, and they go to two weeks right. and we quit. Like, No, we're going to at least get through the season. I think there's a lot um, – there's a lot of life lessons to learn and, and sticking something out as well. We can't just, you know, be raising quitters that as soon as something goes wrong, we stop. You know, I think you have to work through some adversity. And if, if my son does go on to play soccer, I hope he's much better than that. Yeah. I, I was reading a, uh, an interview that you did uh, within the last year or so. And, and along those lines, I, I know you're talking about the lessons that uh, for instance, like your commitment to excellence carries over to the way that you, you look uh, at the type of father that you want to be and also what you expect of your own children. That, you know, commitment to excellence is, it's a good, um, it's a good phrase. It's a good goal to try to reach. Um, or I would, but it's, it's not possible, right? No one is, is excellent. It's one of those things where you, you do the best you can, but you're going to fail every single day and try to learn from that and try to do better the next day. You know, it's children are their own person. You know, I think the more you try to, you know, use a joystick and move them which way they're going to go the opposite way, even harder. So I think you try your best to, to keep them safe, to guide their decisions, um, or at least make them understand um, what's right, what's wrong, why you know, that wasn't maybe the best decision. But ultimately, they have to learn from their own mistakes. You, know, you, you can tell them as many times as you want that you know, that thing's hot over there, but they need to understand what hot is. They, they're going to go touch it, and they're going to learn from that, and they're not going to touch it the next time. And sometimes that's the best uh, way to learn. In doing research, last year you suffered a, uh, a, a pretty significant injury uh, with a herniated disc in your back. And, um, you know, that, that sidelined you for the year. And then was, was that difficult for your – because, you know, like you, your daughter was around three years old or so, so she's able to understand that you're not functioning like you normally do. Um, how did you guys handle that as you know both both as as a father and then as a, a parental unit together um, to try to explain to your daughter what's wrong, why you maybe can't pick her up the same way that that you did before? Well, we were just honest with her, you know that that daddy was hurt, and that you know I had had pain in my back, and you know I got hurt playing soccer, and she goes to the games so she could understand, you know she could put put two and two together that okay daddy's playing here and there was times through you know throughout her life where something was hurt on me um that's just the nature of playing professional sports you know people i think only see you know the games where oh everyone looks great but every one of those guys during the game is hurt every one of them and when the game's over difficult to recover and as you get older it's it's harder so she has seen she had seen me you know stiff um around the house before and we were just honest with her that this is what's happening and uh you know daddy can't do this or that um and then after i had the surgery i think there was there was a, a period where i had the surgery and i came home that night to where we were staying we were staying down in la and we went to the house um, wasn't able to fly or drive anywhere after 
of back surgery. So uh, when I came into the house, um, I used a lot of energy to show her that daddy was okay. Um, she was, I think obviously, or understandably rather, um, a little bit concerned. So, you know, I was using a lot of energy to tell her, you know, how, how good things were and how I was okay. And, you know, I think that's also part of being a parent as well as you little ones don't need to know everything, right? They need to know enough, but you also have to protect them from certain things. And in that moment, she needed to know that dad was going to be okay. Um, so, you know, use some energy on that. And um, I think, you know, made her feel better and, and you know, she, showed her the things in my arm and this is what I did this and look at this cool thing and all that different stuff. And, um, yeah, that was, that was part of what needed to happen in that moment. And in the days after the surgery, you know, there was times where you have to, my wife has to keep the children away when daddy's not doing well. And, and then when I see them, you know, you have, have to really put on a strong face. Definitely. And, you know, Clarence, I wanted to <clears throat> kind of revisit, along that line about putting on a strong face and, and, you know, teaching your kids valuable lessons about picking yourself up, you know, when you fail so you can constantly get better and instilling that in them. I kind of wanted to touch on a little bit from the, you know, the 2014 World Cup squad where, you know, you got cut one of the last cuts. I wanted to see kind of like how, you know, how that made you feel and how you recovered from that. What are some of those lessons that you can take from situations like that to help kind of build good lessons for your children? Yeah, I think that, you know, life's not always fair. Um, and, you know, it's a lot of times it's about how, how do you react. And I think, you know, the true measure of any person is how do they react when things don't go their way. And nothing, um, I don't, I felt like in that moment, I had done everything in my power to put myself in the best position to make the team. And and ultimately I did not. So there was, of course, um, a lot of emotions about that. But ultimately, you know, can you continue on and, and still be a good human being? Or do you lash out other people? How do you react um, in those moments? And I think that to say like, it's just right away going to be perfectly okay. No, because life is a bit of a roller coaster and um, hopefully it's not huge ups and downs, but um, certainly there are ups and downs to it. And that was a really important time. I think in my life to um, do everything I could to, to move on in the best possible way. Uh, even if you're not 100% okay with it right away, um, to still go about life and, and have a good positive attitude about things and know that there's there's still wonderful things out there and there's a lot of uh, amazing things in my life and um, certainly uh, my family and our children are right at the top of the list. Definitely. Last question I had for you today was, how now that you're retired from being a professional athlete, how has your role in parenting 
kind of changed and evolved now that you're not constantly on the road with uh, the professional athlete schedule? No, I think that there's a lot more shared um, roles around the house now. Um, I would do the best I could before, but now I'm I'm home. I'm working from home, so I'm able to to do a lot more of maybe the traditional roles. Um, however, parents want to divide those up, uh, but being able to help out with those things uh, a lot more, and you know, being able to every night type the children in that was something that was certainly missed, right. and uh, I was able to do it. As much as I was home, but now, you know, barring a business trip, I'm able to do it, and that that's really important to me. And um, I think it's really important for the children to have that as well. There's a lot of security there, and yeah, I mean, just so much has changed in that in that regard. So it's been wonderful to be able to um, be home with them a lot more. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. Thanks, Clarence, for sharing that with us, and thank you for your time, dude. Really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. It. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. So, guys, that was a pretty cool conversation with Clarence. Clarence, yeah. we really appreciate you taking the time out to do that interview with us. It was really fun talking to you about uh, your experiences as a dad. Absolutely, yeah, and, and, and uh, you know we talked about it before when we talked to other dads, but it's it's always interesting when you to to get the perspective of someone who has a, a different situation. Than you do there's something that you can always take away uh, from that, you know. And it's the the idea of of the fact that it's you know he's a professional athlete, but we all have the common denominator of being right. fathers and trying to be the best parent we can. Um, sometimes I think it's easy to lose sight of the fact that these celebrities and professional athletes and all these people that are you know, famous or, or or celebrated or whatnot are still people trying to raise their kids as best they can. Right. Uh, it's always cool to, to hear those stories. Yeah, I did really enjoy the part because we've had some dads on in the past, uh, if you go back and listen to our archives, where they've said, man, and Joe, you brought up this mm-hmm. question, like the, those dads have been like, nah, I don't want you to follow in my footsteps. Right. <laughs> Being a musician's terrible or, <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Being, yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I really liked his, you know, his, 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 yeah. no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to push them. Whatever they're into, I'm going to encourage them in that. And right. Yeah. So. I, I did like that he was, you know, he went a step further and was, you know, said, my daughter's not into it at all. This is what she's into. So now I'm, you know, I'm all in on whatever she's into. And then my son, he is like in soccer, so I'm like, I'm all in on, on that. And he's like, you know, it's whatever. They could literally be into anything, and I'll be all in on it. You know, th- I think one of the interesting things um, that, that I took away from that is, you know, he achieved the, I would say, the highest level of success that an American soccer player can achieve. He played professionally in Major League Soccer on the U.S. team. Yeah. So the chances of him being that parent at the field that is trying to live vicariously through the success of their kid – Probably not going to be him, right? He's not going to be like that over, <laughs> over, overzealous jackass parent. That's like, no, you need to get that. You need to get in and get them. Do better. Do better. Try hard. You suck. <laughs> really? You didn't. You didn't pick that up from him. Didn't pick that. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't either. I didn't, didn't either. I don't. I think you're right. I think I he's probably think. not going to be that dead. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, but you know, it's, it's. I, I'm sure we could have a whole other episode about parents like that. But it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's. 
if his son does follow in his footsteps and play soccer, I think it's one of those things that he'll be able to sit back and enjoy it. And yeah, he'll be able to pick it apart and be like, this is what they can do better. But right. having achieved that success, he can enjoy the, the successes that his kid has. And I think that's a, that's a really cool possibility. Absolutely. Well, guys, you know what it is, what time it is. It's time for America's favorite segment, this week's dad joke. Ooh. Everyone loves dad jokes. And this week's dad jokes J- joke, it's singular. J- joke? J- joke. Hashtag, to today, hashtag junior. J- joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this week's uh, this week's dad joke is How brought to you by hamsters. Uh, what do you call a hamster with a top hat? Oh no, what? What? Abrahamster Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that has been this week's dad joke. I like it, Abrahamster Lincoln. Okay, anyways. It's not a presidential one. Four score and seven years ago. Wait, that's uh, that's not the Lincoln address, is it? Isn't it? Is it yeah, four it's scores? Gettysburg. Yeah, it's yeah, Gettysburg. Yeah, yeah, Four scores and seven years ago, our forefathers put forth this great nation. Uh, we should just stop while we're behind. That's, wow, that's all I know. It's been a long time. I was going to try to work in something, some reference about like a hamster wheel. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Dude, sure. I, I, speaking of hamsters, and before we get onto that, it's... <laughs> dude, there is... I love watching internet videos of hamsters, like, and then and they go, and they'll be running on the wheel, and then the other one will try to go on and hump, and just, or jump on it, and then they just end up going. You were describing a very different hamster video for a second there by mistake. I was like, oh. I was like, what? I haven't seen oh. it. And he said it like, you know those internet videos. Like, it's a whole genre. I'm, I'm not going to say but what anyways, I'm thinking. Okay. When the hamster, hamsters, jumps I'm on, not going to talk about what I'm thinking Jumps about. on the wheel that's already going. And, and the other one, like, flies around. And they <laughs> just, they, yeah. not, just keeps going in a circle, like, defying gravity. Like that, like that one dangerous, defying gravity. Like that dangerous ride at the fairground or whatever, where it's like you stick to the wall. And it's so funny, man. I yeah, crack up so, every time I see those. Yeah, those are funny. Those Thank are you, funny. hamsters, for so, a dad joke. So, guys, that was uh, this week's dad joke. But now it's time again, once again... <laughs> Time again where we're going to pat ourselves on the back and say, you know what? We did a great job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also, that means since we're drawing to a close for this episode, it's it's time to vote on what we think this episode's hashtag should be. And guys, we were really lax coming yeah. up with hashtags until the very end I know. of there. Yeah, we almost almost didn't get one. So what do we got, Joe? We've got hashtag joke and hashtag defying gravity. I'm, I'm going to go with hashtag joke. I'll go with hashtag joke. All right, let's just make it unanimous and hang our heads in shame. <laughs> well, I think the best part about this is people will assume our hashtag was joke, and we just screwed up the hashtag. They yeah, can be like, totally. wow, that one guy typed a J, a dash, and then joke. What an idiot. <laughs> yeah, so, so that's today's hashtag. Um, guys, thank you very much for listening. If you know of a dad that deserves to have their story told, we would love to hear from them. You can get all of our contact information at detoxpodcast.com that's d-t-a-l-k-s podcast.com that'll that'll point you towards our social media towards our email address and we would love to hear from you also if you have a question comment or mean criticism or if you have a question that you would like for us to answer we uh, sometimes we feature a segment called ask the dad so if you have a question feel free to shoot that to us at detoxpodcast or gmail.com yeah if if after listening to today's show you're like those are three experts on fatherhood (laughs) i really need to get their advice we do like to do that so we open up the mailbag from time to time um thank you very much for listening once again thanks to clarence uh and we have some more oh oh i was just gonna say you know make sure you can still 
listen to us the normal ways, but also check us out on vocalnow.com or via the vocal mobile app. Yeah, on your smartphone. V O K A L. Yes. Now.com. Yes. Yep, totally. So so check us out there. Um, and also, uh, as always, we, we do have we have a Patreon that's uh, patreon.com slash detox podcast. Yep, detox podcast. And out there, there's some free stuff that you can listen to, just bonus segments and things that we don't have time to fit into the show. Um, as well as there is a lot of stuff for, for our supporters that pay uh, as little as $2 a month to help support the podcast. You get access to a bunch of other uh, s- bonus segments out there, and like few of them are dad related. Uh, nope. Most of them are crazy stories that that we try to yep, and not it, share during the podcast. <laughs> so that there's some fun stuff out there. Yeah, yep. and all that stuff there is unrated, so you'll hear a l- little more colorful language, stories that aren't necessarily safe for work, bloopers, all that fun stuff, and sometimes full fledged segments that are as long as this episode. That's right. That's right. You'll hear uh, you'll hear Joe talk as Joe really talks. No, I'm just kidding. You will. Yeah, it's a shocker to all. That's right. Shocker, baby. So, guys, thank you for listening. Uh, If you would spread the word, uh, and we will—I don't know—I kind of we'll be we'll be back next week with uh, with uh, another episode, another episode, another episode. (laughs) That was great, guys. So remember hashtag Jojo. I kind of messed that up. No, no, I think that's. That's pretty spot on. Okay, and as always, <laughs> hashtag be a better dad. We'll see you next time. Special thanks to John, Justin, and Eddie for supporting the podcast. Thanks so much, guys. Detox is a production of Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit vocalnow.com. That's V O K A L now.com. <laughs> <laughs>